Broadcasting to New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Sydney, London, and around the world. This is Trumpet Radio Live. Thanks for joining us here on Trumpet Radio Live on 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm. We have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. This is the weekend edition, and coming up on the weekend edition, we're going to talk about uh, some new programming coming up here on KPCG that I think will be pretty exciting. We're going to go through uh, that and uh, look at some of the other programming that uh, we have as well. Also, a look back at some of the uh, moments of Trumpet Radio Live over the years and some of the major news events that have occurred. That and more this edition of Trumpet Radio Live. This is Trumpet Radio Live. Thanks for joining us here on Trumpet Radio Live at 101.3 KPCG. We are online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. Thanks for being with us today. This is uh, the weekend edition. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at kpcgfm. And if you'd like to email us, send those uh, emails along to comments at kpcg.fm. We always appreciate getting those. Dwight Falk, Grand Turgeon, with you here today. And uh, we have uh, some exciting news. There's some new programming coming here to uh, KPCG, so we'll be working on that in the weeks ahead. No promises on the, the, the due dates. <laughs> it always <laughs> takes a little time, but uh, basically what's, what we're doing is we're, uh, 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 Grant, you and I are like an amoeba splitting apart into two separate uh, <laughs> shows. We're going to be, uh, Trump Radio Live is going to be, uh, it's run its course and so after this uh, final edition, we're going to have two new programmings that are coming out. And uh, uh, I've got one, and you've got one, Grant, and we've got a few other foreign language ones as well. So uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit. And then also uh, just a reminder of some of the programming here on KPCG and uh, a look back at uh, Trump Radio Live. I think we what have we done this, like three years or so at least? Yeah, I think since what? I, I, I got onto it December 2015 is that is that right sounds about right station started may 2015 yeah and that obviously the show had been going basically since the beginning i got in like seven months later so i guess yeah it's been over three years that we've both been on it yeah or or i guess over two years right and then uh abraham blondeau was a part of it for a while and then uh he moved uh moved on to some other things so yeah we've had we've had a lot of guests come through over the years but we, uh, so we're going to have two new programs coming out, and we're going to have a new schedule that'll be posted. We're not totally done with it yet, so we'll kind of wait on that, I guess. But uh, we'll have a new schedule coming out, and uh, Grant, you're going to be doing a new show, an hour-long, once-a-week show. Of course, we'll have a few replays, and uh, maybe you can tell us about that program. Well, right now, it looks like it'll be called PCG Bookshelf, and the idea is to give a a, an, a, a brief recap of each a uh, bit of PCG literature, so we have all these church books and booklets 
Uh, and uh, wow, we just had a crisis in here. Yeah, I, I, I've got to <laughs> tell the. This is you're telling us about this, which is really interesting, and I hate to break from the flow. <laughs> but I'm looking, and I see a spider descending on a web. Oh wow, you saved my life. And I, I, I had to get up and knock it away. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? And so sorry, I, I kind of nicked your head there a oh, little bit. Okay. But you're a real pro about it. <laughs> I was trying to just keep going, but then I actually got hit in the head. <laughs> it's like I, maybe I should acknowledge this now. That's what's what, going on. That's why we, if we had a webcam, people would be like. What? No, it was weird. That thing was coming right down for you. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I saved appreciate your, that. Saved your you. life there. But uh, back to uh, back to the program. Yes. Uh, well, we have all these uh, pieces of literature on the church website, thetrumpet.com and uh, pcog.org, and there's almost a hundred of them. So each week there will be like an, a brief recap of one of these pieces of literature, hopefully with the aim of getting people interested in studying more into it, and obviously you can tie a lot into each of these different booklets. A lot of what's going on in the world right now ties into uh, these foundational pieces of literature that we have on our websites. Right. So, yeah, so it'll be really interesting. And even if people have maybe read the book or before the booklet, there's still a lot there, and it's it's a different uh, sort of way of presenting it as opposed to just, you know, when you would sit down and read it and bringing in, like you said, a lot of current events as well. So that'll be that'll be really exciting. And, of course, uh, when you look at all the selection of literature, it, it does kind of run the gamut of of uh, topics, for all the way from, you know, prophetic news to uh, Christian living. You know, you name it. So there's no end to the uh, the different um, topics that'll come up in that program. Yeah, it is a pretty exciting concept. Obviously, we were both a bit surprised when this came up uh, because we've enjoyed doing this show together for so long. Uh, so it, it'll definitely be uh, a challenge, but something that I'm really looking forward to because there are a lot of ways to make something like that extremely interesting and make it relatable to a lot of people who have never really even known much about God's church. You can, you can relate it to anyone really. Yeah. So that's exciting. So that'll be coming up uh, in the next week, week or so. And of course it takes a little while to get everything off the ground, but uh, that's the, uh, the tentative plan. And then I'll be, I mean, going to be doing a once a week, uh, one hour program on uh, the Bible correspondence course, which uh, will be titled "Understand Your Bible." And so I'll be uh, going through that. And similar to what you're saying there, Grant, the uh, you know, there's no end to the amount of information there in that correspondence course. And uh, it's something that I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but it's I think it's close to a hundred thousand or better that have taken that course over the, over the recent uh, past here. And so, uh, but there's a lot to, to go through there and to examine. And so that's going to be a new program coming up as well. So it's going to be, going to be exciting. It's, I mean, it's obviously a little different because it's not, uh, you know, multiple people doing it, but with these type of topics, you know, you kind of have to get into it and really, um, I think bear down in a, uh, a certain way to present it as opposed to just kind of, you know, chit chatting about it. So, uh, so it'll be exciting. Uh, and I think those will be beneficial programs, uh, for the listening audience. Yeah. And it's, it was interesting. I was thinking about our show trumpet radio live and how you did start it as a way to sort of help people get experience on radio. And then we just were doing it for so long and we kind of just got on a roll doing our show, <laughs> but then sure enough, uh, your intention came came to pass. Your prophecy came to pass, and now we're doing different shows. We got training, and then uh, hopefully, hopefully, there can be some sort of vehicle to bring in 
new people as well, whether it's Trumpet Radio Live or something else. It just won't be us doing it. Yeah, there's always – that's the exciting thing about radio or really any programming is that it does change over time and uh, it, does, it does evolve in a way – uh, one time when evolution does actually happen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so and uh, new programs pop up, and then old ones, you know, c- keep going too. And so there's there's always some new uh, new exciting things there. So we're gonna be uh, doing that, and then there's also um, there's new three other new programs coming up, and these are this is uh, exciting, especially for the uh, non English speakers. <laughs> so I don't know if they would listen to our show, maybe if they're bilingual, but. But uh, there's a, a new show coming up. Uh, it's in Spanish, and then I believe it's uh, French and German, right? I think uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I only heard about that really right. briefly in passing, but I know it's three different languages that they'll yeah. be, be putting a show out there, which is absolutely a gigantic development because we have different language versions of the trumpet dot com, and and different letters that are sent out. But it takes a really long time to translate any English content into another language. Whereas if you had someone just speaking it over the air, a whole lot more can get done, Uh, especially because we have translators who they have this great ability to be able to read something in one language and immediately speak it in another language. It's not like you have to spend the time writing it and editing it. You can just speak it as you go. Yeah. It's an amazing gift. I am always, I always marvel at that when people are speaking in different, uh, uh, languages and uh, doing it, you know, very well. So it's a great talent. And so that'll be exciting for a lot of uh, people because um, when people are speaking not English, especially in uh, Spanish is pretty popular as well, but then there are other languages maybe uh, it takes longer, like you said, to get things translated. So they'll, they'll have access now to more up-to-date information a little more quickly. And of course, all of these programs play um, over the air here at 101.3 and then there's the online uh, uh, radio station as well. But then uh, archives always get posted so people can go back and, you know, if it doesn't fit their schedule to, to listen to it live, they can always uh, download it and put it on their, uh, their device. I I was talking to somebody recently, actually um, a minister that, that uh, works with quite a few people. And they were saying that uh, um, some people that are quite interested in, in uh, the church's content, uh, you know, they have jobs where they, they do different things where they, they can listen and a lot of them listen all day mm-hmm. because they're doing something that it's a physical job, but that doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, like say uh, mental concentration. It's sort of a routine and um, they can put their headphones on and they listen. It's been a great vehicle for them. So they're going to have uh, even more opportunities now for different programs to listen to those. And then uh, even if they're speaking foreign languages. Those three. I know there's a lot of languages out <laughs> <Right>. there, but <laughs> those those three anyway. Well, it, that, yeah, and it's just it's pretty exciting, the possibilities for something like that. For example, uh, in the different foreign languages, we only have a fraction of the actual church literature that's available in English, available in these other languages. And so maybe even these radio programs could be used as like uh, vo- vocal installments of pieces of church literature. So, like, basically turning church literature into audiobooks in different languages, which, again, it would be probably a little bit of a faster process. Uh, it wouldn't be, like, spot on, totally, like, the final trans- translated version. But still, at least you're giving people an idea of what these booklets say, because for for all this time, there are still some booklets that we don't have available in other languages yet. Yeah, and it's really uh, quite a process. I, I don't know too much about it other than uh, just talking to people that do it. And, you know, it's it's 
people in uh, in different languages they have different ways of expressing things or when you're talking about really in-depth spiritual topics too like you really have to get it right and you know the expression may not exist as in another language as it does in English so you have to figure out how do you convey the meaning with uh, a foreign language so it's not as simple as you know, take each word and turn it into a German word per se, <laughs> because they're just different expressions and different ways of speaking. And, and so it, it takes a lot to, especially when people can do it, like you said, sort of on the fly, uh, to take it, to turn it around in your head and then express it in that other language is, uh, I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. And some of the translators we know have also, also talked about how it is a really mentally taxing job to do things like that. I mean, some of them have had to translate entire hour and 15, hour and a half, two-hour messages, while the speaker is speaking, they're simultaneously giving the the foreign language version into people's headsets. And so they have to be really locked in mentally, and not just in one language, but in two. And that's a really hard job, and they're left pretty much exhausted at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's physically and mentally very taxing. So anyway, there's going to be some, some pretty neat developments there with some foreign language shows and if you're, you know, if you are really a go-getter and uh, uh, want to take advantage of it, maybe uh, English speakers listening can uh, learn a foreign language mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. brush up on it to some extent. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how well that that works. Uh, you know, especially if the show's on later, or if you want to download it, you can fall asleep to it. Mm-hmm. You wake up speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? I think so. I mean, I don't see why not. If you're putting it in your mind all day long, you probably will pick something up. Something will come to you. And, and usually that's the way that you want to uh, learn a language. You can, you can look at different words in a book and, and what the corresponding word is in another language but if you just hear people saying it a lot and you are constantly in- interacting with people who are using the language that's how you learn it a little bit faster anyway right yeah uh it always reminds me of when um uh wh- who was it napoleon or somebody that thought you could sleep on the book and get the information it wasn't i don't think it was him but it was somebody i can't remember who it was i've heard that a lot yeah a lot of people have started saying it yeah i wonder who started that yeah that idea it seemed like it was some some you know famous leader i can't remember who it was but uh yeah that that doesn't work to my knowledge <laughs> we always had kids sleeping in study hall in high school so on their books so maybe maybe that's what they were doing <laughs> getting their uh their minds going but we will have a new schedule coming out uh, here shortly, and that'll be at the at the kpcg.fm. Of course, uh, it's not finalized yet. So something to look forward to in the weeks ahead, and um, hopefully some new programs coming your way pretty soon. So it'll be every day will be an excitement. You know, is there a new show today? We'll find out. Yeah, and it, and that's kind of something like you said that that is unique on radio. There are different programs that come and go, and it's probably a little bit more uh, regularly than even tv i think it might it might change more on radio than it does on tv at least the different hosts or the different uh i guess segments that you put in and so radio is pretty flexible and there are a lot of possibilities to it and here we're just trying to uh explore some new ways to deliver new content to people and and reach hopefully new people or help those that we've already reached get to another level yeah, so it'll be quite exciting, and uh, you know, just as a reminder, some of the programs, of course, we have the Key of David, the Trumpet Daily Radio Show, uh, the Trumpet Hour, and the Week in Review version of that on Fridays, uh, Live by Every Word, Just the Best Literature, The Sun Also Rises, Music for Life, Watch Jerusalem, and um, I think those are the main ones. Uh, if something's slipping my mind, I uh, you'll have to look at the schedule, but, um, and then, of course, the uh, really, it's five new programs starting, when it's you and me, and then you look at those three, four right. language ones, so... 
So pretty uh, pretty exciting uh, developments there, and uh, again, there'll be more about that as uh, things become more finalized as far as schedule and so forth. And uh, so and we, we wanted to spend some time today also just uh, remembering a few of our, uh, well, some of the more, I don't know, enjoyable moments, I guess. It was always enjoyable doing Trumpet Radio Live. Uh, one of the things that I really remember over the years was uh, when we did the election night coverage. We did a live, oh, what was it? I thought it was going to end up being like an hour or two, but because it went so late, it ended. It seemed like it was like five or six hours. <laughs> yeah. And when we left, we didn't even totally know who was going to win. We thought it was President Trump, but it was, I remember going over that with you and then and Abraham was here too. And um, everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. And we kept looking at the polls and talking about it. And we're like, I think Trump might actually win this thing. So that was pretty memorable. <laughs> that That is the thing that stands out to me as well, just that we were on the radio for that long. And, and, and like you said, if we had a webcam in here, that would have been the time to do it because we were just dressed in basically pajamas almost <laughs> and all kinds of snacks in here and different weird hats that we could put on. And, and at one point I'm pretty sure you thought I was falling asleep, but I wasn't. So, so you, you guys were talking with me like I had just woken up. I'm like, I don't know what, what you guys are doing here, but I've been listening the whole time. <laughs> you looked very comfortable in your chair. So yeah, that was that. And that was a huge moment just as far as the country is concerned too. I mean, going into that night, there was yeah. like, nobody thought that the president, president Trump would win. Like no one did. And uh, as we went through it and kept watching and different states were coming in and and uh, it, it was pretty uh, exciting, uh, I guess, disappointing if people wanted <laughs> Hillary Clinton to win. But I mean, just just to see the states uh, come in and how it was um, uh, coming down, it was really different than than the people expected. So that was and that was a watershed moment for the United States as well. The trumpets talked a lot about that. So that was always I was uh, look back fondly on that, that we were covering it live as it happened, which is something nice that you can do on radio, too, that you can't do with a lot of other mediums. I mean, things are changing there. Where I guess a lot of places go live, but as far as what we're doing, what we're concerned, radio is probably the fastest way to get something out there. Yeah, and it was also a pretty exciting night because Trump editor-in-chief Gerald Flurry had actually pretty predicted the outcome like well over a month in advance. He, he told basically the entire church that Mr. Trump was going to win. And so I was sitting in here and just looking at it and trying to see what evidence there was for that because, you know, the polls said 98-plus percent chance Hillary Clinton was going to win, but it didn't align with God's plan for the country right now. God didn't want the constitutional republic to collapse under someone as dishonest as Hillary Clinton. It wasn't time yet for that to happen, and so another leader had to be put in place, and we just had to sit back and wait for the results to actually come in and back that up. Yeah, and of course there's a really good write-up about that on the trumpet right now, as you uh, mentioned, about America being temporarily you know, uh, preserved. So um, really good uh, to look at that and remember some of that history. It's, it's been very interesting over the last few years. Uh, other things that we like to do, we had uh, we did some interviews over the years with different people, including uh, the Philadelphia Youth Camp campers when they would come in. We did a few shows where we talked to them and, and uh, figured out their experiences uh, at camp, which was always fun. Uh, and it's always fun to watch somebody uh, get on a microphone when they're not um, used to it. Some people take to it like a fish to water, as they say, <laughs> and others uh, are horrified. It's ama- it, And it's really amazing how... A person can be having a nice conversation with you, and then you just put a microphone there, and they're like another person sometimes. <laughs> um, but we always enjoyed that, and uh, it was good to get some insight from them on what their experiences were. 
it is fascinating what happens to you when you do have that microphone in front of you. I was pretty nervous for like three or four weeks after starting to do this. And even I was doing it every day, not just coming on one time during a youth camp. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't a teenager. I wasn't, I wasn't young and <laughs> I was, I wasn't just doing it one time and I still got pretty nervous. And then Gino Chi, who was on the show recently said he didn't even sleep hardly the night before coming on. I mean, it does, it does affect you in a way that you wouldn't expect. And probably a lot of listeners wouldn't realize that until they got some kind of experience like this. Yeah. It takes time to get used to doing it. Actually, I remember when I first started in radio at a, a different station and uh, I had a very, very simple job. He, uh, running the the mixer board for a, a national show and they would send us cds at the time way back in the day and so we just had to play the cds and then you know uh, do a few things live and then play more of the cds and it was at the, the top 40 uh, program i think it was uh rick dees was doing it at the time and uh so that was my job and uh the cd messed up like i went to the wrong track and i just i just like you know terrified and there's a couple other guys that had been there longer, of course, and they were in the other room, and I ran in there just in a panic, like, ah, ah, they just walked in calmly, hit one button, and just, like, shook their head and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have some of those experiences, whether it's speaking or it's something with the technical side of it, and, and then uh, and then you relax, but it, it takes a while because, uh, um, you know, the first time or two, it's pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, and we get a little bit of that uh, experience, too, with this show being live. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, you know, you have to be careful what you say and and you want to try to make sure you say it the right way and that's always that's always a challenge because obviously if you're just talking with someone totally in private you would think well you're not going to really make sure that your words are are at a standard where they can be broadcast over the air so that's something too is uh, that you have to really make sure that you're thinking before you speak and that you you really do have something prepared that is actually worthwhile for people to hear yeah, and that's why it's always nice uh, to give people experience <clears throat> when they're not totally by themselves because uh, particularly, say, with, say, young younger people coming in for a youth camp or something, and uh, you, you're, you know, I'm watching them or whoever's talking to them is watching them, and you can tell, like, at some point they need a lifeline, like, please, please bail me out, <laughs> please stop, <laughs> you know, do something. And so that if you can interject and uh, ask a question or take some of the pressure off, it's nice. I think that it helps just uh, psychologically if it's not like, okay, well, you've got five minutes, so it's all you. Go now. <laughs> you know, there's some, there's like this uh, fear that creeps in as opposed to just having a conversation with somebody. So it's, I, it's funny to uh, think back to some of the, you know, just the expressions on people's faces when their eyes get wide and you can tell like they need a lifeline right now. So. That's for sure. Th- this experience really does help a lot with just everyday conversations and, and because you have to talk for an hour every day. I mean, that's not something that people normally have to do. I mean, probably some people are able to talk or they like talking more than others, but a lot of us will, will say probably five words and then accomplish our purpose and move on with not talking, which is our normal state of, of being. So, so to actually have to be talking for an hour, you have to make sure that you know about a range of different topics that you have something that's worth saying or that could give someone some information that maybe they hadn't uh, encountered before. It, it does take a lot of work to develop, I guess, some kind of ability to make people want to listen. It's, it's hard to do that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so, so it was always nice to have some of the different people on for the interviews and uh, 
I was I've been surprised too. Even some people that are pretty used to speaking, but maybe not in this exact mm-hmm. uh, situation. Even they would struggle a little bit. Um, and then usually it didn't take long to get going. But but it's it's, yeah, it's, it's a different thing. I think it's different <laughs> too when you uh, uh, you know you hear yourself. For the first time or right. two, you think I don't sound like that, do I? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get used to you get used to it, and you kind of figure out how to go with it. But that's always one of the biggest eye-opening experiences is when you um, hear yourself speaking back again. You know, a recording, and uh, <laughs> you just think, "What? Well, who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, that takes time to get used to that. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's not there's not really a whole lot of experiences like this, and I'm really thankful for it. And obviously. Um, there's been some improvements, but also there's a long, a long way to go in that regard. I mean, communication is always something that as humans, you want to be able to master, but we're always very far away from that. And and, an environment like this really does bring that out when you know that there are all these people that are listening that you can't actually see, but they're there and you have to make sure that you can hopefully relate to most of them. Yeah. That's another challenge actually of, of the radio experience is that you don't see the people. And so you have to, you have to still talk to somebody. You're not just talking to yourself. And, uh, so that's a challenge as well. And, uh, you bring out a good point. We do have quite a few listeners, uh, locally, but then around the world too, at uh, the live stream and, uh, internationally and, um, uh, Chicago and some of those bigger cities, we get a, quite, quite a few listeners up in those regions. So, uh, you have to remember that it is a, a global audience and try to, uh, try to reach people different experiences different stages of life and uh hopefully find some some middle ground there with everybody yeah because at the end of the day like we've said before uh, we're all human beings and we're all if we don't have the same background or the same experiences necessarily uh, we're still put on the earth for the same ultimate purpose and that's not something that everyone knows but you can you can slowly bring that out and 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 show how as human beings, we all do have something in common and, and something that's worth talking about or worth discussing and, and helping people understand that purpose. Yeah. One of the other things that was always really enjoyable with uh, Trumpet Radio Live was uh, listener feedback. We got uh, good feedback at kpcg.fm and uh, comments at kpcg.fm. And uh, so people, uh, mostly positive every once in a while. <laughs> Somebody didn't like something, but for the most part, it's very positive and uh uh, people would send in some really good story ideas and uh, and be interested in the topics and um, uh, enjoyed a little bit of little bit of humor too. They liked uh, they thought some <laughs> of the things were funny. So. Yeah, it's nice when you're listening to people on the radio or on TV. Obviously, you go there to hear what they know about whatever subject it is, but at the same time, uh, the personalities make a big difference, and to know that the people you're listening to. Uh, are real people and they they do have a sense of humor that I think that does make a big difference at least when I'm listening to the radio I you know like I'll turn on the sports radio to hear about the thunder for example but if if they say something funny it really does mix it up and it makes you enjoy listening to it a lot more as well yeah they I've seen on YouTube where they have some channels where it's like a news update but they've got some sort of robotic voice reading it I don't know if they what system yeah, they put strange. it into and it's, it's really strange, and <clears throat> it always frustrates me if I get, <clears throat> excuse me, if I get uh, suckered into listening to it because I'm interested in the story, but then it's this robot voice, and uh, I'm just not interested in that. You know, you do like to hear the information is good, but you want to hear a personality behind it. You know, a human talking to you and, and giving that, giving you some uh, information there. So, 
so that that's going to be one of the challenges when you you know certainly you break off into doing like a solo show is then you got to you know, you've got to carry it. <laughs> and that's that's always a challenge. So uh, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to take probably like 10 times more preparation just because you can't rely on someone to bounce the topic back to you or to take it from you uh, for a while. You just have to have an hour of content prepared. So thankfully it's only once a week. Yeah, it, it would be tough to do it every Every single day. So, and then too, you know, when you have any conversation, what's nice is you get um, just another viewpoint or another opinion or a good point brought up about something. So, so anyway, it's 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 an interesting uh, time. We had some uh, uh, some feedback over the years. I remember one in particular. One guy uh, emailed about how he he would drive to uh, I think I forget where it was. It was a um, like a gas station or something in his town, and he would just park there and just listen to all oh, the different wow. radio programs. Uh, I think I think that's the best place for his cell reception. Mm. So he would go there and he'd listen to it. And it's funny, you know, you don't you don't know what people are doing necessarily, but some people really cared enough to make a trek like that, you know, to go to go listen to programs outside of a gas station, which is really encouraging for any of the hosts on the station to hear to just, you know, even if there aren't multiple millions of people listening to just to know that there are people who are impacted by it and who want to actually listen to to it because that's really the goal is to create content that is listenable you don't want to create something that everyone hates or they listen to it because they have to well yeah they always say that in uh, media you you it's better you should be either hated or loved <laughs> right uh, if people are like yeah i don't care then that's but nobody wants to be hated uh, but you do notice that with uh well a lot of political commentary and also uh, sports commentary or anything. Uh, a lot of times, people play what they call the devil's advocate, or you know, where they're they're saying something <laughs> that they know is going to get you upset because they want you to have this big reaction to oh, it. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And they, but but you 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 find yourself clicking on it because you're like, what did this person say this time? That is as outrageous as he always is. Yeah. But we're not trying to do that. No. We're, we're trying to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. There's some particularly when it comes to I guess. Uh, well, politics and sports would be the two main yeah. ones, but you know, there's some some sports hosts that I know don't like certain players, and so. But I gotta admit that every time after they have a good game or a bad game, I'm like, oh, I wonder what so and so said, <laughs> and I don't even know if those people really even feel that way or if it's just for the show. I'm, it's hard to tell, and it's also frustrating too because you get the impression like if you're if you're talking about a a highly paid sports host who who is critical of certain players you get the impression they don't even watch any of the games. They just come on there with like this steaming hot take that makes no sense and that anyone who actually watches would disagree with, but they get you irritated and they make money that way because everyone watches it, which obviously on this station, we don't want to do that. There is, there is an element of truth that you have to speak that a lot of people wouldn't agree with today, but the intention is not to purposely irritate people by saying it. It's to hopefully try to wake some people up or just to just to make sure that you're following God in a very evil world. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different uh perspective and, and standpoint we're coming from. Uh I thought we could uh finish up the rest of today's program just remembering back to some of the major events that have happened uh <clears throat> over these last two or three years we've been covering here on Trump Radio Live and it's just interesting to take a snapshot of what what's happened in the world and there's a lot and I, these are just a few of the 
main ones, but some of the major events was uh, have been the North Korea. Uh, they had their missiles uh, and, and nuclear tests, and uh, so they had quite a few of those. Now all the way to the point where even even here recently, they're north and south. They're talking about getting back together, and the leaders are holding hands and listening to K-pop or whatever that music is <laughs> right. that they listen to over there. <clears throat> that seems like a joke, but that's the actual headline. Yeah. And so uh, the Korean Peninsula has been very active over these last two, three years. Yeah, it has. And now we're at the point where it seems like Kim Jong-un is sort of interested in talking to President Trump, which if you just looked back to all those tests and all those threats they were making, uh, you would have never thought that was possible. So just to see how it's changed in the last couple of years as well is pretty extreme. And obviously this show was on the air before the last presidential administration ended. So there was a different dynamic there between the U S and North Korea at that time where the idea was appeasement. We were trying to help Kim Jong-un feel better and make sure that we didn't awaken the beast. Now we have a president who's going at him head on and sure enough, the North Korean leader is more willing to talk. It is interesting. And of course, you know, these events kind of, they ebb and flow a little bit, but, uh, it is interesting to see how people do respect power. I mean, they do. I mean, even even with uh, the U.S. retaliating there in Syria over the chemical weapons, uh, you know, it doesn't solve all the problems or anything like that, but people do take note when they know that you'll use at least a smidgen of your power. It, it changes things. And so uh, and that there's a lot written about that in the Trump, just how, uh, well, about the Korean Peninsula, but, but also just about how the U.S. has... For for a, for a temporary amount of time here, a small window, regained a little bit of power, a little bit of credibility, and a little bit of, uh, well, economic growth, I guess. I mean, there's still so many problems, of course, but but a, there's a, a small window here of, of uh, rejuvenation, and we see that with some of the things happening in the Korean Peninsula. Not that it's you know leading to some great peace or anything like that, but it does make some of these international uh, or these uh, dictators that are on the international scene— uh, step back and at least respect the power that's there because that's all they do respect. Yeah, and all of that has happened in the last couple of years or less than two years. So uh, we've been able to go from talking about one, I guess, idea of foreign policy to another, and we've been able to clearly contrast uh, the the very many differences between the two techniques because we had the whole world laughing at us whenever we had weak leadership and we sought to appease our enemies and uh, basically abandon our friends around the world. But now our enemies are pretty much furious at us, which is how it should be. But at the same time, our friends are, are pretty much comparing our president to, uh, you know, King, King Cyrus of Persia, <laughs> yeah. helping, helping the Jews like he did. So, so to, to actually have a president that is finally sticking up, for his allies in some measurable fashion is reassuring and it's at least not as frustrating to come on the air and talk about it. Right. Yeah. It's been a real change with, uh, the other major event. One of the other ones was president Trump winning the presidency as we were talking about earlier. I mean that like you've been highlighting here, I mean, it's just really changed some of the things in the U S it's also exposed the deep state that exists, you know, with this, uh, Mueller, Mueller investigation, you know, he, it's just exposed this whole deep state there. It's been talked about on the Trumpet Daily radio show here. It's been write-ups of the Trumpet. Uh, you know, things that would have never come to light if 
Hillary Clinton had won the presidency. But now, so not only do you have a little bit of a, a momentary uh, regaining of some, at least, strength and power in the U.S., you also are exposing this massive deep state that exists. That has been a big theme of this entire show is just the dangers of the radical left and how they're infiltrating every aspect of society. And we've just been slowly trying to piece together the different parts of their plot because, like you said, it's come out more recently that the law enforcement uh, agencies are deeply corrupt, but we've seen it uh, in the titles of different college classes about confronting whiteness or different gender studies or even even whole classes about cartoons or about rap music and, and that's what we're teaching the next generation on and they're being systematically indoctrinated by left leftist uh i guess instructors so so we see that in every aspect in media in sports in entertainment in every area of society everything is being infiltrated by the radical left and that's that's been a big theme of what we what we've covered on the show yeah it's it's in every <laughs> almost in every every uh, social situation here in the U.S. and political one as well. So that that was that's probably been one of the biggest things that's happened is President Trump winning the presidency. Well, and, there is that really great article, uh, the Comey Obama Alliance, on the Trumpet website mm-hmm. uh, within the last week or so, I think even. And uh, it is it is staggering just to to read some of the quotes from the former FBI director about how much he admired. Barack Obama and how much Barack Obama respected him and then he turns around he's calling Mr. Trump a mafia boss and and saying that he has all these integrity and character issues and and that's why James Comey needed to stay in office to try to counteract that and make sure that the FBI remained a separate entity Uh, it's just it just all these quotes expose this entire plot I mean all these different uh, officials were completely loyal to the last president and they despise this one. And how, how can a country really survive if law is tainted by uh, your feelings, your personal feelings about a certain leader? Yeah, it's it's being exposed more and more and more. And it's just it's amazing how the more that I think the left really goes after the president, it kind of boomerangs on them. And they, they end up exposing themselves, you know, and that's what happens. I mean, you know, if, if anybody, you know, gets into a, a lifestyle of lying, you get caught in it. Eventually you can't keep up with all the, all the, all the spin. And eventually you get, you get spun <laughs> because you just get caught in it. So that's been a major, major thing that's happened these last few years. Uh, also, uh, Britain voting to leave the uh, European Union, the Brexit, that was a big one. Right. And I remember the day that that happened and coming on the air and, you know, kind of talking about it a little bit because it was such major news and something that uh, Herbert Armstrong talked about for many, many years. And then it happened. And uh, that was a big day on the radio station at thetrumpet.com, too, because people, a lot of people out there remember that he said that. And so that was, a lot of people came to the Trumpet and, and KPCG to see what, uh, what uh, we were saying about it. That was just huge fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and it's part of a worldwide rebellion against big government, it seems. If if people have the power to choose limited government and to choose uh, national freedoms and individual freedoms, they're going to take that opportunity now. A lot of people are waking up to the dangers of, for example, being tied to the European Union and not allow your, – your country no longer has any control over who comes into – the borders or who leaves uh they they can't do anything about 
these different job res- regulations and monetary restrictions. Uh, so we, we've seen a, a big rebellion against that from uh, the United Kingdom, but also here in America, the election of Donald Trump was is, was a very similar uh, movement. It was all it was all one movement away from big government, basically. And uh, so it, it's it, it takes a while to untangle <laughs> from a big tie in like uh, Britain had there with the EU. So there's some good write ups even here recently on the trumpet about how that process is going. And so uh, that was a really big, um, big story that broke. And like you said, a major fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, another one back here in the United States that was big. This kind of fallen out of the headlines a little bit, but uh, the Me Too movement took off, and and uh, Harvey Weinstein, and uh, then all these everyone's getting accused of different uh, uh, inappropriate uh, behaviors. And uh, uh, there's been some some more recently. Obviously, Bill Cosby recently got convicted of some problems. Eighty years old, and I don't know don't know what happens to him at this point. I mean, he's pretty old. And then. Uh, uh, Tom Brokaw is being accused. You know, like everybody, Charlie Rose fell from from power. Um, you name it. It's just like some comedians. It just was one after the other, after the other, after the other. So that was a, a major story that happened. And where to now? <laughs> what does it mean? Where is it heading? It's it's definitely a, a strange, strange thing because the morals are so uh, destroyed in this country, and yet some people are trying to hold to some morals on some level, but yet they're not. It's just a really confusing movement. It is, and it's it's deeply corrupt too, because they're they're talking about tearing down the patriarchy, uh, even if certain men in positions of power are completely innocent, they're not guilty of any of the charges that have been brought against them. Uh, some of these people on the radical left have been saying it's worth toppling some of these men because, in general, women need to replace them in positions of power. Well, if that's how we're going to administer law we have a big problem if we're just going to wrongly accuse someone and ruin their lives because of that. Well, who is safe from a movement like that? I mean, you you have to just basically today be assumed guilty until you bring mountains of evidence over the course of years to even clear your name. And even then people aren't all going to remember that you cleared your name. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I just thinking about that hashtag hashtag me too. Um, obviously the intent is to say that I too have been, you know, victimized, but really they could just have it mean, yeah, I did it too. <laughs> right. <laughs> because even some of the accusers then got busted for doing something exactly. <laughs> themselves. Yeah. And so, uh, although, I mean, you have to say, well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of problems, but again, you just think back to, you know, Christ with the, <laughs> the woman that was caught in adultery and he's like, okay, well, so which one of you hasn't done something? They all walked away <laughs> because, uh, you know, that's the thing. People, unfortunately, it'd be nice if there were no problems. But it's it's impossible to have a lawless society and then say, yeah, but we want to uphold this this one part of a law. Yeah, and that's, that's really the part about the movement that has been uh, so frustrating and confusing. It's an anti-man movement at its core. They say that if men got rid of their instinctive desires to prey upon women then we would be fine or if men at least didn't have the power to act on those desires because they think all men are potential rapists they've they've directly said that so they're trying to get rid of men take take them out of any position where they might be able to abuse women in any way but the reality is what they're doing is causing all men to retreat 
And, and when men retreat, that's when predators are able to go on the attack even more. Uh, the reason that so many women get victimized in the cases where the accusations are actually true is because there wasn't a brother, there wasn't a husband, there wasn't a father there to protect and defend these women from their attackers. So why are we trying so hard as a society to make men into not men anymore, where they don't want to uh, bother helping and protecting women? I think that's the thing you see with a lot of different movements, whether it's this one or it could be the you know the the gun debate or anything. There, it's sort of a they ha, they have a, a particular argument, but then the motives are usually a little different than what the actual argument is, you know. Because yeah, no one would support support any sort of say uh, inappropriate violence with a gun. Uh, I say that because I mean sometimes I suppose you know anytime you use a gun it's violence but sometimes it has to be done to prevent a criminal from doing something or whatever so any any you know inappropriate use of of that type of power or inappropriate uh, treatment of one person to another i mean n- no one's going to say oh i think that's okay but that's not the really the motivations of these movements like you said it's to undercut the the fathers and the husbands and the men in society and the, with a gun debate it's to really to get weapons away so that what happens next? Well, you have a government control, you know, and and so these things are being these movements. And I think that's just what we've seen over these last few years is all these social movements take off, but they're not really telling you what exactly they're after. They're trying to make it seem like no, it's a good idea, but you have to really look and say what's the motivation? Like, what's your goal in this? And that goal is usually pretty, uh, uh, pretty sinister. Exactly, because the radical left just lies constantly. They're constantly spreading misinformation and they're uh they're basically making up their own lists of facts and statistics that support whatever corrupt ideology that they're pushing at the time and they basically have to rely on millions of people not looking into the issues for themselves and uh obviously that's how it is now i mean the attention span has has been taken away because of all the gadgets that we have and all the different distractions that are out there. So who knows if even that was part of the strategy, to just dumb down the country enough to where they don't want to put in the time to study into the truth of these issues. You know, is police brutality an epidemic in America? Or is is it a good thing to bring millions of illegal immigrants into the country? Can we sustain that? I mean, if people actually looked into these issues, they would know what the answers are but the thing is they have these people on the left who are lying to them constantly yeah and that's why the the trumpet.com is so important or kpcg.fm is so important because uh you are going to get uh the truth of the issues from the bible and and look at the you know the uh, the direction of things and that's what's important. I mean, headlines, you know, they come and go every day, you know, but but you have to look at the overall direction. You have to look at the trend of where things are heading. And, and you know, another major thing is right on the heels of this, I guess, or it's sort of the same thing as the culture wars here in the U.S., particularly explosive after President Trump was elected. I mean, there I saw a story the other day where there's a, a bar in New York that won't allow anyone in there if they're wearing a pro-Trump stuff. And, like, that's been upheld. The courts upheld that. Now, I mean, it's their own business, but at the same time, you know, they won't let bakers <laughs> not make cakes for certain people at times. So it's just this culture war, and it's just brewing and brewing here in the U.S. and getting pretty volatile. Yeah, and that does expose which side truly is intolerant. I mean, they talk about diversity, inclusion, tolerance, love for all people, and yet 
they're constantly spreading hatred and division. They do exactly the opposite of what they talk about all the time, which is quite incredible if you if you just look at it. Every step of the way, the left is uh, talking about unity while sowing discord, and it's just just amazing how so many people haven't woken up to that yet. The, the culture wars are expanding, unfortunately. Uh, another story that was really huge over these last couple of years, and it's funny how you know you look back on some of these and you think, oh wow, I kind of forgot about that, but the devastating hurricane season. And that wasn't that long ago. It was just that was. I mean, even the the news reporters that I saw on your major networks were saying things like, "This is a biblical flood." But down there in Houston, like we're expecting to see Noah's Ark come around the corner, <laughs> right. and you know, they. I mean, they were using that type of imagery, you know, maybe sort of tongue in cheek, but at the same time, you know, when you think about devastating floods, I mean, what do you think of? You know, you think of the flood and of Noah and his being on the ark. And I mean, that's what people think of, even if they don't actually believe that it happened in some cases, which it did. But, um, so, but it was a massive, massive uh, storm there. And then of course, uh, other areas were hit as well. And a lot of people are still like trying to recover from that. I mean, I know we've all moved on in the news from it, but there are people, I mean, we even know some people personally that are down in that area that are still trying to, you know, get their homes back in order. So, um, that was a devastating hurricane season and people are still trying to recover. Right. People had to move into hotels or move in with friends or stay upstairs in a part of the house that maybe wasn't completely flooded while they try to fix up the rest of their house. I mean, it's something where even some people who have just recovered from a previous hurricane season down there got wiped out again. I mean, it's just an area that keeps on getting hit down there around Houston, around New Orleans as well. I mean, they're very vulnerable to hurricanes and they keep getting hit by it. And um, it, it is, uh, it is kind of interesting too, when these newscasters do bring up Noah's Ark while at the same time, probably a lot of them would scoff at the very possibility of it. Okay. Why are you even thinking of Noah's Ark then when you see this? I mean, obviously this is biblical scale destruction almost. So why, why, why at the same time, when you bring that up, would you also disbelieve in the story of it? it God uses weather disasters to correct people and and nations and it's what we're seeing in the news every day now i mean different parts of the country that never experience uh flooding or having that other parts are having fires or snowstorms like they've never had and basically anywhere around the country uh they're having weather like they've never seen and around the world it's like that too i mean something something's obviously going on and it's just a matter of will people realize that god has involvement in that yeah, and they the way they get around that is they say, well, you know, it's uh, climate change, or you know, they have a they have a reason, but it doesn't get back to God. But if you look at the Bible, there are plenty of passages where it talks about how God controls the weather. I mean, you can go through the Proverbs, and it talks about how God used wisdom and understanding to make it rain, to make the earth like He knows how to do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not magic. Like there's a there is a science to it, and He knows how to do it. And the Bible talks about that and knows how to control it. And, and so, but it's, you know, nobody wants to talk about that because then you have to start looking at your lifestyle. And I'm not talking about like whether or not you recycle plastic. I mean, <laughs> right. like, why are we holding to the Ten Commandments or not? And, uh, but when you say that's climate change, then you can point your finger at your neighbor that doesn't recycle <laughs> and, uh, to your standards and, uh, just carry on with, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the sinful ways that, uh, we're accustomed to in the, this country. We have ridiculed the climate change hoax quite a lot on this show, 
But if you think about it, what else are people going to turn to if at, at the core they refuse to acknowledge even that God exists or that he has any involvement in the affairs of human beings? Uh, if if you're trying to only come up with a physical explanation, which basically that's what science does, they confine themselves to the phys- physical realm, even though the evidence is everywhere that there's also a spiritual realm, what else are you going to turn to? You have to try to find some sort of scientific explanation for all these disasters that are taking place. And even though that explanation is insane, it's like the first alternative uh, that you would seek if you just deny that God exists. Yeah, and speaking of that, one of the other big stories that was last summer, I guess, was the total solar eclipse. And we talked about, and there was a Sun Also Rises episode on it and a few other programs. And, you know, for a brief moment in time, everyone was sort of unified on the Earth before they started killing each other again. <laughs> and uh, But even there, you didn't hear enough about God and God making that. People just say, well, that's cool, but but who made it? That's, that's the, the question they don't get back to. Yeah, because there are definitely laws of the universe that are so predictable that scientists can tell many years in advance when things like this are going to happen if the universe were just created or i guess exploded from a big bang then well would there be any order to it or would it all be in chaos why 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 is the universe so beautifully predictable as it is right now Now, how come we don't keep seeing more big bangs Right. I'm sure somebody would say we are, and, you know, I just don't know anything. But <laughs> I say that because uh, I remember asking some college professors that I had or other students actually asking them about a few things, and they, they, uh, they that was always their answer. Well, it is. how do you know it's not happening? Well, how do you know it is happening? I mean, you can yeah, turn that around. Well, what's preventing any tiny molecule from spontaneously combusting? If, if that's what happened to create the entire universe, why wouldn't molecules be exploding around us all the time? Sometimes it happens if you look at the obesity epidemic. <laughs> there, there are some explosions that are. But uh, you can, yeah, you can, you can uh, uh, pin that one back to the the dietary issues. Um, so yeah, a lot of interesting uh, stories over the years, and one other one that's just been a huge story, and, and I think an interesting trend is, of course, the the terrorism. And what I think has been interesting about it is, it it just doesn't capture people's attention like it used to. You know, that was that attack in Toronto just. What was it earlier this week? I think so. And and people are like, oh, you know, move on, you know. And that used the terrorist attacks used to used to be in the headlines a lot longer. And now I don't know if we're just so used to it or so numb to it, or we know there's no solution to it that we just yeah look at it for a day and then move on. That's that's true. And really, a big a big reason for that is because we have retreated from the reality of the situation. We don't want to acknowledge uh, the ideology that is behind all these attacks. I mean. There is a radical evil religion out there that does inspire these attacks, but that is considered hateful. People who have never read the book will call you hateful for criticizing what's actually in their book. It's been, uh, again, that's even part of those culture wars that are going on. So lots of just major events over these last few years of uh, doing Trumpet Radio Live. And uh, this is our, our grand finale uh, episode, and we're going to, uh, as mentioned earlier, we're going to have some new programming coming up. Uh, Grant's going to be doing a PCG bookshelf uh, show, and I'm going to be doing a, a Understand Your Bible correspondence course show, and then uh, there's going to be three foreign language shows as well. So there's a lot, a lot happening, and uh, so uh, lots happened over these last three years, and then we've got uh, a lot more to come. So it's always exciting to see some new uh, growth and new opportunities. 
yeah, spontaneous explosion into five new shows from one. From one, yeah, it was a it was a big bang in a way, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to think about it like that. So, uh, as mentioned, we'll you know we will have an updated schedule um, uh, on the website at KPCG, KPCG.fm, and then uh, at the trumpet as well. But uh, still, all all those details are being ironed out. Um, so we'll have that updated here pretty soon, and there'll be some new programming coming your way uh, here on KPCG. So it'll be exciting to see, and I'm sure that won't be the end of the you know tweaking. There's always something new and and something exciting to look at. Hey, and you got 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You've got some time. Yeah, that's right. We always have blocks that we could fill, uh, more shows that we could add. So there's still a lot of potential there, and and hopefully we continue to if not make new shows, definitely keep on improving what we already have. Yeah, so a lot of excitement there, and uh, we appreciate you uh, being with us on uh, Trumpet Radio Live uh, today and over these last uh, last uh, three years or so as well. So make sure you do listen for the Key David Program Trumpet Daily Radio Show coming up and Trumpet Hour Week in Review for Grant Turgeon and myself, Dwight Falk. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Listening to Trumpet Radio, 101.3 KPCG.